You're listening to Do That Well with your hosts, Brenda Brown and Karen Thrall, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, honest, funny, genuine, and passionate. A series of conversations where we explore every aspect of human interaction and provoke each other to do life well. Welcome. <laughs> I never know quite what to say right after I intro <laughs> us. You know, it's like, hello, we're here. Thank you for listening. But I don't know, like, I love it that you do it live every single time. Like, it's not a recording that we press. Got to keep it fresh. Good on you, Brenda. <laughs> Well, thank you all for being here today. We are going to talk about listening to your body, how to tune into all those different little cues that were within us, and then what what do you do with them? So we have talked, I think we've used the phrase like listen to your body or tune into your body several times on this podcast. But we haven't ever taken a minute to actually talk about what that means or how one would go about doing that. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today. So in in true Do That Well fashion, we did pull up a few different articles that we found that we're going to be pulling inspiration from for for this episode. But I think some of it will also just be our two cents on how to listen to your body based off our own experiences, based on the experiences of people that we know and that we've talked to. Um, I think there's quite a bit of a through line in all of these different articles that I found. Uh, And most of them that I found or came across, it's as Karen, you said, it tended to be something that was specific. So it was like listening to your body as a runner listening to your body when it comes to eating, listen to your body as it pertains to yoga. But if you read all of these different uh, suggestions on how to listen to your body, they're more or less come back to the same thing. Hmm. For me, like when I say listen to my body, a lot of it has to do with tuning into physical cues and getting out of my brain. So that's like the first thing that I think of when I think of listen to your body. Yeah. It's this balance of can you quiet your brain a little bit because your body probably is saying something. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. No, that's so well said. Uh, I there, There's a few parts in my life where listening to my body, and we have, you're right, we've talked about it on the podcast because it's important to me, and that is um, I, I – when I'm lying down, I can really, I can, if I just pay attention to what my body is doing and saying, I, I, it feels like a conversation because it helps me unpack why my body is responding or acting or doing this thing. So I think that's really well said. It does get you out of your mind. You just listen and there's, it's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. One of the articles that I came across, it was talking about listening to your body. Um, So it's talking about normally and how typically there's these two main layers of feeling. So there's feeling with your body, like your core with nature around you. And then there's like surface psychology. Um, So, you know, feeling what your brain is talking about and what your brain is telling you to do. And then they referred to this third feeling. So this is the part where you're starting to listen to your body. And they referred to it as, you know, like your intuition or listening to your gut. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was saying 
the idea is, is of tapping into this third feeling, this gut feeling, this intuition is to not let that the surface psychology interfere or overtake listening to the body. <laughs> that was, it was kind of hard. Hopefully you followed me <laughs> process there. Um, but you know, this idea and it goes back to what I was saying a moment ago, this idea of you're always going to be getting stimulus through your body, but then you're also going to have all this conversation with your psychology and your brain and so to tap into this intuition, this gut feeling, this listening to your body, there is this quieting of your psychology and of like your mind that needs to happen a bit. And I think that's why you do see this idea of listening to your body so much when it comes to things like yoga, because it's this meditative, yes, right. uh, you know, practice. Mm -hmm. And so when you start to quiet your mind and meditate and like breathe deeply and relax and... I think that's where you can really start to find that good stuff of, of listening to your body. Mm -hmm. As you said, Karen, I don't, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I don't think you have to meditate or you don't have to do yoga right. to right. learn how to listen to your body. But yeah. I, I do feel that that is a facet of listening to your body. However, this idea of like slowing down a little bit mm -hmm. and really tuning into like your breath so that there's some sort of physical impetus that you're listening to. I did that with air quotes. <laughs> um, that is not just your thoughts and your psychology. Mm -hmm. I, um, I I like the way you said that third feeling, the gut gut intuition. Okay, so mm -hmm. I do have some thoughts on that. Um, <clears throat> I think that you can trust your gut if you're not afraid. As soon as, uh, as, soon as we make decisions because it doesn't feel right, I think, I don't know if you can trust as much. If there's fear or uneasiness or trepidation, something where, and you make a decision from that place, I, that's not always going to be successful. But if you are confident you're in your your space you are for example I'll use it like people go house hunting they're excited they're looking they're curious it's a bit of an adventure and they walk up to us and they go this is it this is the one my gut oh my gut's saying yes that I believe you I trust that because you're in the right frame of mind, you're in the right physical space you're so if your gut is going to be making a decision and so you're trusting that I, I think it's tricky when you start using gut as suspicion. So when, 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 when you're suspicious and I don't feel right about that, and it's a gut feeling and it's suspicious, then I think you have to weigh it out more in how you're, how you're answering your gut, how you're responding to your gut. So that's my first thought is when you have a gut response, I think that if you naturally are wired to have a gut response, then mature it and grow it and practice it because if it's fear-based then you have a 50 50 chance of being right but if it's from a place of confidence and your lens everything about you you're in that space where you're just seen you're letting yourself see and experience and feel i think you're gonna have a stronger response i remember being in uh, spain with madison when she was 14 and we were having the best time 
it was evening and we had a uh, dinner at night and uh, it was in the little courtyard and we were just roaming around. It was late, 9, 11. And we got, went through this little alley and we came out to the other side of mess and went, get out, we got to get out of here now. We have to get out of here now. She's 14. And I went, I trust that gut. I trust that something didn't feel right, but we weren't in that. We weren't in a fear space. You know, we were just enjoying dinner and conversation, but our antennas went whoop, you know, and then we knew like, okay, I can see to me, that's listening to your body. Your, my, our bodies were louder than our brains. They, they were ahead of us. And so because we were grateful for our bodies responding so strongly, we got out of there and avoided a possible something maybe avoid danger something bad yeah Yeah, something bad what I really uh appreciate about what you just said was you mentioned uh like practicing or honing in on you know that that intuition or that gut if you are a person that perhaps naturally has that and I do think that listening to your body, listening to your gut, listening to your intuition, whatever we want to call it. I do think there is a strong component of practice that's needed um, because I, I think you're right. I think it can be really easy to doubt or maybe not know if you can trust your gut, depending on what your history is. Um, you know, I say that as I, I personally am all, on a journey to continue to learn how to listen to myself and then trust, you know, what my intuition is or trust what my body is telling me. And I personally find that sometimes I do come up against this moment of like, okay, but as you're saying, like, is this fear-based? Is this based on something else? Like, yes, I'm trying to listen to what my body is telling me, but is this a moment where I can trust my body or is this something where my body and my psychology are getting their wires crossed. And I think like intellectually, I think that I'm listening to my gut, but I'm actually still just listening to my psychology or my fear Mm. or my suspicion or whatever that might be. Um, So I do think that there's like a practice that needs to happen Mm. because if you're always, uh, I don't know if you're always listening to your gut and then, or your intuition or your body, but you're not getting the right result, then I think that can be like a cue to you. Okay. You're not actually listening to your body then though. Like there's still some psychology in here that's leaking into this feeling. So I do think like practicing. I do. I do. Like I, I, I would say, ask yourself, what kind of space are you in? You know, what kind of space are you in? Uh, see I oh see I come and I I call it the spidey senses you know I've said that so many times but I do I do trust my spidey senses when I'm in a good space I trust it I just I think I I have street smarts I I I, I don't know if it's because I was raised in a city but I have a I I just I trust it I, it's going to take precedence. So if I'm, you know, if I'm in a place where I don't know anybody or I'm in a place of strangers or I'm in a place, whatever. And all of a sudden I'm talking to somebody and I just go my, the hair on my back or whatever the expression, it goes up. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm polite. I'm kind, but I, 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 I'm okay to trust my body when my body's going, you don't, you need to leave. It's not mean. It's not, I, I really trust it because I'm not looking for it. My space isn't, I'm not in a space to be looking for that. However, 
I don't trust my gut when I feel emotional. I don't, I feel, I, I feel like I, I get suspicious. Why, well, what does that mean? Well, I don't, that doesn't, you know, like I, I get more like, I, I'm more, um, something doesn't feel right, but I think it's me. <laughs> I don't think it's them. I think I'm not in a good space. So I'm overly sensitive or I'm overly emotional or I'm overly, and I don't like to use my gut response. I really don't like to use my gut response when I'm not in a good space. When I don't feel like I'm in a space to trust it. I feel right. like it's me into trouble. <laughs> Well, that, that touches on what we've been talking about, right? It's this idea, because emotions are part of our psychology. So it's this idea, again, like that the signals that your gut or your intuition or your body would be sending you are getting like, I keep making this motion with my hands, uh, <laughs> like inter intertwining my fingers. But it's like, you know, it's, I think sometimes, yeah, it can be hard to separate the psychology, the emotion, the thoughts, the processes from like just the pure stimulus that our mm -hmm. body is like giving us. Mm -hmm. um, so another article that I came across when I was looking into this concept of listening to your body was, it was actually an Oprah article. Thanks Oprah. Um, but this was, these were writings from um, Deepak Chopra, which it, he, I'm sure you're very familiar with him. Mm -hmm some of you. Mm -hmm. um, but he is an Indian American author. And he um, is like very well known in like the alternative medicine space. Um, I feel like if you've ever taken a yoga class where they say some sort of affirmation at the end, it's very possible that it might have been a Deepak Chopra uh, affirmation. Um, but when he was talking about listening to your body, I'm just going to read this for you. So it says, feel what you feel. Don't talk yourself into denial. Accept what you feel. Don't judge what's actually there. Be open to your body. It's always speaking. Be willing to listen. Trust your body. Every cell is on your side, which means you have hundreds of billions of allies. Value spontaneity. Emotions change, cells change, the brain changes. Don't be the policeman who stops the river of change by blocking it with frozen, fixed beliefs. I want to come back to that one because that one really jumps out at me. Mm -hmm. And then enjoy what your body wants to do. Bodies like to rest, but they also like to be active. Bodies like different kinds of food that are eaten with enjoyment. And bodies like pleasure in general. So... I thought that all of those were like a really nice summation of essentially how to listen to your body. I mean, he yeah. really, he ticked all the boxes. Um, but I did want to come and I wanted to hear your thoughts, Karen, about the spontaneity part, because that bit really jumped out at me. This value spontaneity, emotions change, cells change, the brain changes. Don't be the policeman who stops the river of change by blocking it with frozen fixed beliefs. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so important to this conversation because like many conversations we've had, we are, you know, we've talked about this importance of remembering that people can change. Um, so I thought that taking this idea to like, listening to our bodies even is so um, freeing, I guess, <laughs> to me, this idea that 
yes, I'm going to listen to my body, but I'm also being aware of the fact that my body might tell me something different tomorrow or in 30 minutes or, (laughs) you know, a year from now. Um, And to not let yourself, and this is the practice thing with listening to your body Mm -hmm. as well. Like in the past, uh, a feeling in your, you know, left side of your chest might have meant that you're really sad and it it could be an indicator of some sort of emotion to you, but that might not necessarily always be the case. Maybe a pain in your left chest actually just becomes like a physical pain in your left Mm -hmm. chest and maybe there's an ailment of some sort. And so Mm -hmm. this idea of like understanding that what your body's telling you, it's not always going to be the same message. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I, the first thought I had about spontaneity is when your body has something to say, it's unannounced. It, it, there's no knock on the door that goes, Hey, can I come in? It is unannounced. So you're not looking for it. You're not expecting it. You're not giving it permission. Your body is, has something to say immediately. It's, it's like a little child, you know, <laughs> just, or you know what I think of is Kramer. I think of Kramer when he'd walk in on Seinfeld, he just walk in the door on Seinfeld, you know, that's kind of our bodies talk like that. It's like they walk in and it's intrusive. And so we're not used to that. We're not used to having an all of a sudden emotion take place that we didn't plan on having, which gives me twofold here. So um, I, I, I'll describe it this way in my, this is how I see it. That physical ex- talk conversation, whatever's happening is for me or for you, it's going to be for one or the other. Mm-hmm. So when, or when I have a, so like looking at houses, I remember there was one apartment Corey and I were looking for, we got to in Carlsbad a few years ago and we were looking and looking and looking and looking and looking and we walked in and we both looked at each other and went, yep. I didn't even, we wa- opened the door. We didn't even look at the apartment and we both looked at yep. And we knew, and he said he had a gut feeling as we were driving to it, this was the one. And so, I don't know, what is that? Why all of a sudden are we going, yep, yep, this is it. Because I, I don't know it, but it was absolutely the best decision we made. And so you start to trust that you start to trust your yeses. When you, when you get such a strong physical reaction or something, it's a yes, you can rely on it more. Cause so that's what it feels like when I'm absolutely confidently sure that this is my decision. I like that. And you start to, you start to grow. So it's for me. The other one that I was saying in a recent podcast is when it's for somebody else and that has pros and cons (laughs) because if somebody else is having an internal struggle emotionally my body free my body reacts to it I can feel it you know and Mm. I think majority of humans do I just think it's untrained I actually think a lot more people exercise this more than they do my problem when that happens is that I think it's me and then I get upset <laughs> so I'm fine you know I made my salad and then you know someone whoa and I can I all of a sudden my whole body goes whoop and then then all of a sudden I think I'm upset 
and I'm not upset. They're upset. Yeah, you're picking up on them. <laughs> yeah. So I think that whole thing of spontaneity is I'm not planning to be upset. I, I all of a sudden I'm upset. It possibly isn't me that's upset, you know. So this whole spontaneity of learning that our bodies have a mind of its own and they're it's gonna interrupt it's gonna it's the Kramer of our world. Like it's just gonna walk in and announce. I think that's gonna help us mm-hmm. to know the maturity, like how to become more and more mature right. in those settings. So I like that. And I like that analogy of Kramer. But it is. It's helpful for me, this, because I I think it does, uh, you know, illustrate how all of a sudden sometimes we'll just get, yes, this message from our body. And you should listen when when that happens, when you feel that. Mm -hmm. Um, To go back to this idea as well of, of practice. Uh, another article that I came across, and this was actually an article that specifically was talking about listening to your body as a runner, but I thought that some of the takeaways were still very applicable. Um, So one of the things that they said is the more types of stress your body experiences, the better you'll be at deciphering these signals. And I thought that was really interesting and Mm -hmm. does uh, play into this idea of like how practice makes perfect because I think the more you start to tune into this practice of listening to your body, then the more you'll start to receive and then you'll be able to, as, as this says, the more types of stress your body experiences, the better you'll be at deciphering the signals. So the more you tune into your body and listen, I think you'll continue to get new messages, like, yeah. like a secret message. Uh, but, you know, I think you get more messages from your body the more you listen to it and the more you tune into it because as as this said you'll become better at deciphering what those different signals mean mm-hmm. that's so good I, I, I like I was telling you so I'm, I, I love to hike Brenda loves to hike and I've just this year so far I've incorporated running now when I'm hiking and I have always hated being a runner and now I'm for some reason, I'm really loving it. Like I listen to a book I'm listening to right now while I'm running and the cadence and the rhythm and I'm in the mountains. So it's like this up and down and it's beautiful scenery. Interesting this morning, I, 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 I it's so funny that I forgot I did this. I asked, I asked my body how I was doing. You want to go the full distance? How you doing? I'm checking in. Like I remember subconsciously asking my body, I'm checking in. You want to do the full distance? And I went, no, no, I don't think today we're doing the full distance. Oh, okay. And I, I but I trust it. Like, it, I, I like that feeling of just asking because sometimes I can put expectations on myself or, you know, now I've got this re- routine and rhythm, so I have to do it every single time. And it's that thing of what you're saying, like you get in, your brain starts to kind of take over. And sometimes if you just listen to your body, so I love that they're saying um, there's signals and you're translating the signals. Mm -hmm. And that is so cool. And so for people who, who are empaths, can you imagine the signals that they're picking up all the time? Like talk about, whoa. So I love this and pick up your, what are you as your body? And even what you said earlier, your body, that signal maybe 10 years ago meant this. Does it still mean that? Mm-hmm. this signal in your body meant you were sad does it still mean you're sad like it's okay to take inventory on where you're at because you're maturing and growing and maybe it means something else 
I think I, I really like that. Translate the signals. Yeah, I, that really jumped out at me. So even though it was related to running, I felt that it was uh, <laughs> very applicable yeah. to this conversation. Yeah. Um, I know we are nearing the end of our podcast and we have talked this episode, I should say, but we have talked quite a bit about, you know, um, this difference between what your body is saying with what your psychology is saying, mm -hmm. understanding how to decipher those two things or knowing when maybe the message is getting skewed because your psychology is trying to overtake what your body is feeling. We've talked about like slowing down and uh, how it's funny actually, because running in my opinion can be quite meditative as well. So it's mm -hmm. interesting that this is another arena that we found a lot of information around when it comes to listening to your body because I do think in a way it is meditative much like yoga or other things that would get you to really be in tune to your body in that way um but as we close off I wanted to see Karen if we can try to whittle this down to like a few key points um mm -hmm. as far as if somebody just came to you right now and said okay how do I listen to my body? <laughs> like if we were just to give you some real like cut and dry, hard, this is what you do. Like for me, I think one of the first things I would say is like, okay, you need to slow down and you need to find your breath. I think those are like the two things that I would start with. Mm -hmm. If I, if someone that I didn't know was like, Brenda, I need to learn how to listen to my body. Where do I start? I think mm -hmm. those are probably the first two things that I would tell them to mm -hmm. do. <laughs> I like what you said earlier about get out of your head like yeah and then make sure your mind isn't taking over well this is how your body's feeling I can tell you ask me I'm the brain like I, <laughs> I think that's it. like really enjoy the conversation with your Kramer <laughs> right <laughs> no and listen to the listen and take time to listen to uh learn it learn the tech learn everything about your body and what it means and stuff. It's so cool because it's kinesthetic. I mean, look at the animal kingdom, you know, they are just, if anybody, any creature on this planet knows how to listen to their body, they, they definitely do. You look at puppies and cats and they're like, you know, they have, they, 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 they trust it. So mm -hmm. it is something I think if you maybe don't think about what think like experience what your body is trying to say to you and maybe even say starting now I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to I'm gonna listen to the cues and the clues that my body so that's what I would say yeah I know for me and I this is helpful for me and I know that not everybody works this way but um when I was in school and learning, getting my dance degree, we did a lot of work around getting in tune with your body, as you would imagine, getting a, you know, studying dance. Mm. <laughs> um, but I find that when trying to listen to my body, that closing my eyes is very helpful. And again, like tuning into your breath um, to find that rhythm. And then this is what I suggest to you. <laughs> lie down or sit down or whatever like feels comfortable to you make sure you don't have very much like external stimulus and I like to really close my eyes and I will actually like talk myself through this where I'll say like okay feel your fingertips and so I like I'm a very visual person and so for me I literally vision envision in my brain like little shoots of energy, <laughs> like going into my fingertips. 
so that I'm really aware of them. And I might wiggle my fingertips around a little bit or something. And then I'll be like, okay, like find your toes. And I do that same thing. And I, I do, I take this like inventory of my body and thinking about, this sounds so silly, but I think about like sending my energy to these different parts of my body so that I become very aware of that part of my body. And like, I even think about the way that it's like interacting with the atmosphere around me. Like, does it feel hot? Is it cold? You know, do I, do I feel any like electricity in the air? I mean, this is like, you know, I'm, I'm really going there <laughs> with this, but, but I really do think as silly as it may sound, that can be a really good starting mm-hmm. place. If you mm-hmm. just have no idea where to start when yeah. it comes to listening to your body, like, Find a spot where it's relatively quiet, either close your eyes or don't, breathe, and just cue into all of the different parts of your body. And like, what are you feeling? Do you feel the cloth of your pant against your leg? Does it itch? Is it comfy? Is it soft? You know, and and just take these inventories of like physically where your body Mm -hmm. is at in space. And I think that practice just is like a jump start. Mm -hmm. to then down the road, once you continue practicing, hopefully you'll start to recognize what those different little signals Mm -hmm. and feelings and things are. Mm -hmm. And and I want to have one more thing to say too, is that um, I would also want to add where, what what kind of space are you in? So if Mm -hmm. you are happy, confident in a good space, you can, it's your body's going to have a different response. You, you can trust it more because you're not looking for it. But if you're really in a, not a good space, you're sad, you're low, you're afraid, you're uh, just be a little more careful because you might, um, be, be, it, it might turn to suspicion. Mm-hmm. Um, you might maybe be afraid of what you're feeling like, Oh no, is something wrong with me? Like if it takes you down that path, like, and then going exactly what you said, oh my goodness, like just slow down, breathe, release all that, and then start asking yourself, okay, what is really going on? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, th- I think that's a great addition, definitely. Just taking a, a mental or note of where your mental headspace is at and making sure, again, that the psychology isn't overrunning yeah. <laughs> the signals from the yeah. body. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. that's our conversation on listening to your body. <laughs> I feel like this is one that we could probably talk about for quite a while because there there really is a lot here. But that's your quick intro, how to listen to your body. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Awesome. We'll be back Thank next you. week. Great. Bye.